Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Focus on the risen Lord. The fulfillments, the prophecies that talk about His coming, His death, His burial, and of course, His resurrection. Verse 33 that God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus as it is also written in the second Psalm. And here we have the font italicized to show us this is Psalm chapter two, verse seven. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Jesus is reborn. He's the eternal God, the Son, who was born physically and resurrected physically. Verse 34. As for the fact that he raised him from the dead, this is the Father raising his Son, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. And again, the italicized font shows us that these phrases come from Isaiah 55, verse 3, 35. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. Another prophecy, Psalm 16, Verse 10, 36, for David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. Of course, King David, it is prophesied the Messiah would come from the royal line of King David. Now, David, he fell asleep. He died physically and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. David buried, his flesh rotted. Typically, they would collect the bones, the bone boxes. And David underwent decay, his body decomposed. 37. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Explaining Jesus, David died, David's body was decomposed and decayed, but Jesus's body escaped death. Jesus's body, the corpse did not rot, right? He was in the tomb for three days and then resurrected, verse 38. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. This is our message. This is our good news. You can be forgiven of your past, your sin, your shame, your guilt, your mess. This is why Jesus died. This is why he was buried. This is why he rose again, so that we can be made brand new and forgiven of all our past. 39. And through him, through Jesus, Everyone who believes is freed from all things from which 
you could not be freed through the law of Moses. The law cannot set you free. What the law does is exposes your sins and it condemns us and it requires payment and punishment. But Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection have come to set us free, what the law could never do. Verse 40, Therefore take heed, so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you. Verse 41, Behold, you scoffers, and marvel, and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. And again, he quotes from Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 5. Choose the risen Savior, who alone has risen physically from the grave, and he sits on the throne, and he's coming back to rapture his church. Leave the attackers and find the receptive. Many times as you witness, as you uh, deliver the good news like a mailman, right? On your mail route, you give out the news, but many don't want the mail. Many don't want to hear the message. And so you move on. You move away from the rejectors to the acceptors. Verse 42. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them on the next Sabbath. It is church day. Jews worship on the seventh day, Sabbath in the synagogue. They love the message. They love the speaker. Paul, please come back. Come back next Saturday. Come back next week and continue this wonderful message on the next Sabbath. Verse 43. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, right, church is over, many of the Jews and of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas who, speaking to them, were urging them to continue in the grace of God. We can't wait a whole nother week. We need you to finish the message. We need you to conclude, continue, finish this message that you've been preaching to us from the Jewish Old Testament, quoting all these scriptures, explaining, unfolding the deep meanings and how all these verses prophesy of Jesus Christ and reveal his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I think when you come to church and the service is over, you should go up to the pastor, to the teacher, to the Sunday school leader and say, I want more, I have questions, please don't end the service. Can I stay? Can you answer my questions? Can I come and make Jesus Lord of my life? Hang out and stay for more. Verse 44, the next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Man, church was so good. They all brought their friends and family members and they packed it out. And it was like the whole town was there. 45, but when the Jews saw the crowd, 
they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Competition. The clergy, the leaders, don't like these new guest preachers, Paul and Barnabas, the missionary team. They are offended by our eloquent and gifted Apostle Paul, who presents the gospel, a good news. I think when you don't have Jesus, all you got is bad news, right? Uh, Religion without Jesus can be very cruel and hopeless and helpless. Where's the forgiveness? Where's the grace? Where's the miracles? It's Jesus who makes us born again and he saves us. It's not the scriptures. It's not a building. It's not a church. It's not a synagogue. It's not a religion that saves us, but a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 46. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. It's true. It was Jesus' plan, even God the Father's plan, to go to the Jews first, the lost sheep of Israel. Go to the Jews first. It was God's starting point. But it was also God's plan to eventually go to the Gentiles and to the ends of the earth, even to us. When you judge God's gospel, you become unworthy of eternal life. When you reject God's Son, you cut off your only bridge and access to heaven. And there is no other way, no other one, no other name but the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 47. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. Again, quoting the Jewish prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 6, from the Jewish scriptures, God has revealed, even in the Old Testament, his plan to reach the Gentiles. And now his apostles, after going to the Jews first, they will now go to the Gentiles second, and they will be a lighthouse, They will be the light of the world. Didn't Jesus say, you are the light of the world? Right? Of course, Jesus was the light. But now we become his light as we receive Christ, as we have his Holy Spirit, as we have his gospel and truth. We shine our light. And Jesus said, don't put it under a basket, a bushel, right? Don't hide your light, but put your light up on a lampstand for all to see. And we bring with the gospel God's salvation to the very ends of the earth.
verse 48. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. It's good news. It's so incredible that the Gentiles are celebrating. Finally, they have found their purpose and their meaning, why we exist. Do you realize why God has created you? Have you found your purpose here on earth? It's so that God can love you and be in your life and you could have Jesus' love and grace and peace. It truly is good news worth celebrating. I know when I got saved, I thought it was too good to be true that Jesus would love me and sacrifice himself for me on the cross, that he died for my sins. And I remember when I walked the aisle, when I said the sinner's prayer, when I asked Christ into my heart, I had incredible tears of joy. It's good news. God chose us first, and we now respond to him second by faith in return. It is these who have been appointed to eternal life that believe. Do you believe? Do you realize that you have been appointed, chosen by God even before the foundations of the earth? God chose you first. 49. And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. You can't stop good news from spreading. Have you ever had good news and you couldn't hold it in? We're pregnant. We're having a little baby. Boy, I'm so excited you know about our baby. Oh, have you seen my engagement ring? I'm getting married. He proposed to me. Finally, yes, the wedding date. Come to our wedding. I got the new job. I'm so excited we got a raise, right? Good news travels fast. But what could be better than having a whole brand new life, a new start, forgiveness, mercy, grace, meaning, purpose, and heaven when I die, and Jesus is coming back to resurrect my body from the grave. I'm going to live forever. Verse 50. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. They go to the influential, the power brokers, uh, the leaders, and they get them to turn against our dynamic duo of Paul and Barnabas, our missionaries. Let's kick them out. Let's throw them out of the city. 51. But they, this is Paul and Barnabas, shook off the dust of their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. Do you remember Jesus's instructing his apostles, when they reject you, when you leave their town, their city, I want you to shake the dust off your shoes, your sandals, as a testimony against them. You rejected me, and I reject you. 
I don't even want the dust of your little town to be on the bottom of my feet. It's an insult. It's a testimony. You reject the greatest thing ever, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and now God has rejected you. Verse 52. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit-filled life. It is the awesome fruit of the Spirit. Right? Do you know the list? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. From Galatians 5.22 It is Jesus' joy. When you accept Christ and you share his good news, it gives you a joy, an excitement, a fervor. And they are filled with the joy of Jesus Christ as they witness, as they obey, as they spread the good news. My goal for our church is that we become spirit-filled, each and every believer, not only to have the spirit inside of us, but upon us, empowering for ministry, and to be filled and taken over by the Holy Spirit, and to receive the wonderful uh, gifts of the Spirit, the charismatic gifts, but even more, the fruit of the Spirit, which I believe proves our maturity in Christ, and to have the joy of Jesus. Find the receivers. Find people that are receptive. They've been praying. They've been waiting. And give them priority in your witness. Speak to them. Pray for them. Give them a scripture verse. Tell them the story of Jesus. Tell them about the cross. And when you encounter a roadblock, when you encounter one who's rejecting and will not receive, you need to move on and find the receptive. Don't waste all your time with those that want to reject. Spend your time on those that want to receive. I was downtown on the river, having a quiet time with the Lord, praying, reading my Bible, and God sent a receptive young man. And he came up to me and said, what are you reading? I said, it's my Bible. And he says, is there a verse in that Bible for me? And I said, of course. And I quoted to him John 3.16. And he said, do you have another one? I said, yes, Revelation 3.20. Do you have another one? Yes, Romans, right? Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And I quoted to him key verses about praying and receiving Christ with your mouth and believing and receiving him into your heart. And then he said, well, that's what I need to do. I need to become a Christian. I need Jesus. Will you pray with me? Will you help me to pray right now? And I said, yes, of course I will. And then he had found out I was a pastor and he said, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian and here's the river. And now I wanna get baptized right here in this Truckee River. And uh, before I could say anything, he was taking off his clothes and he was in, in his underwear. And he's saying, please, pastor, baptize me now as a Christian. I need Jesus. I want 
to follow Jesus, and I baptized him right in the middle of the Truckee River with a bunch of people watching. He was receptive. It was his time. What does all this mean? What are we to do with our great missionaries, Paul and Barnabas, our dynamic duo? We need to copy their example. We need to replace our bad news with good news. Many times I'm trapped into repeating the bad news from the TV and the radio and uh, word of mouth and, oh, did you hear the storm is coming and did you hear about the politics? Have you heard what's happening in the city and there's a sickness and I'm repeating bad news? I need to break that. I need to focus on the good news. And I need to switch my message, right? From the bad news of this world to the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Many times I fill myself with bad news. The radio, the TV, the newspaper, the internet, right? And I'm filled with bad news and I want to spread the bad news. But I need to switch, right? I need to switch from secular radio to Christian radio, from worldly TV to Christian TV, from uh, YouTube to GodTube, from secular and worldly internet to godly spiritual Christian things on the internet. It's kind of like the radio station, right? You listen to K-Love, maybe you listen to K-Book, to CSN, to The Pilgrim. You listen to these wonderful Christian messages, wonderful songs, the prayers, and when you get full enough, you want to give it out and spread the good news. Switch from the newspaper to your Bible. Hey, instead of looking at the negative things on the internet, you could find scripture on the internet and you could read your Bible right from your smartphone or laptop. Move from the thinking of the world to the thinking of God, of heaven, of Jesus. And repeat the gospel in your own words, from your own mouth to those who will receive it, even your own family, friends, and those around you. Speak good news. Ask other Christians what things God is doing in their life, what things Jesus has taught them lately. Ask for a good report. Do you have any good news? Has God been revealing himself to you? Has Jesus done a miracle for you? And spread the good news. It's like the old hymn. I love to tell the story. T'will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Deliver good news. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, help us to focus on you and your story and the very core of your gospel, your death, your burial and resurrection for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me, for dying for us, for dying for the whole world. 
Jesus, I know there's not one sinner you did not die for. May we spread the good news that Jesus has died for you, that God truly loves you. He has a purpose. He's a plan. May we share about your coming, your going to the cross, your love, your grace, your forgiveness, all that can be gained through your holy blood. You have the cure. You are the answer to all of our problems. Jesus, may we find our purpose, our meaning, and our hope in you. And may we not just keep it to ourselves, but may the good news grow and spread inside of us that we just have to burst, that we just have to let it out and share the good news of what God has done for us and the good news of what you have done for our entire world. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.